Hello, right, Internet. How are you today? Hello, Internet. Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm joined by Kate Cranley slash Bolin. She is from the podcast, The Sober, or The After Party with the yes. Sober Kates. Yes, there you go. Right. Usually I, I just... am Big Kate. Oh, is that, I like, see, uh, I'm just going to make this awkward and say from my experience, every time I've called a woman big, it's been very bad, but that's because your podcast co-host is, I'm not going to say it. So I'm going to let you say it. (laughs) She, yeah. People usually get really uncomfortable and I refer to myself as big Kate, but no, it is what it is. I mean, some people are like, no, you have to be called tall Kate, but my best friend slash podcast co-host is only 410 so there's almost about a foot difference between us and her name is also Kate so yeah see the only reason we call like like you say you're big because you're a bigger person but you're still proportioned so like (laughs) it's not like when you're trying to call someone who's fat the nice way being like oh you're pretty big like because we can't call people fat anymore because it's too mean so now it's like when you call someone big it sounds like you're calling them fat Right. And so I just try to avoid the whole thing. Like the physical size of a woman, I just try to avoid yeah. commenting on it anyway. You should generally, I think you're, I think that's a good move. Generally just avoid commenting on any physical part of a woman. Yeah. I mean, even if I like it and I'm trying to explain how I like it, well, I, I, got, <laughs> I got a common law wife now, so I don't really have to worry about that too yeah. much because she knows Whenever I comment on her body, I'm not like by accident being mean about it. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Maybe you just have a safe space, so it's okay. I wouldn't call it that because that's awkward. Safe space. Makes it sound sound like I'm a crybaby college student, which (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not a crybaby. I'm just saying I'm not in college anymore. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of speaking that we use on after parties, though. Oh, really? Safe speech talk? Safe space. Safe space talk? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're, uh, you're, um, so the after party is completely PC and a lot more. Oh, no, it's not very PC. Um, there's a lot of, it gets like raunchy at times, I would say. Oh, raunchy. We could get raunchy. Yeah. Just because of like the things that we did when we were drinking, so. Oh, like when you're talking about the stories of what you used to do and stuff? Yep. yep. Does your husband, Derek, love when you get raunchy or is he all like uncomfortable? It is a little bit weird because he's listening the entire time, but I try not to hold back. So. Yeah. But no, it doesn't get weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's good that he can uh, let you talk about all that stuff too. I guess you do the same like when he gets raunchy, if he ever comes back, like if his back heals and he's ever back on the podcast. You can listen to him being raunchy. Yeah. Actually, he probably has a lot of payback for me. But <laughs> When you were still in Philadelphia before you came to visit him, you were listening to the podcast. I think you made it like a couple episodes before you got sick of our voices, right? I probably listened to like maybe 10 episodes. That's good. I think that's more than Andrea made it through. <laughs> <laughs> she did say she was going to listen tonight. Because oh, shit, I'm really? So. Oh boy, I better keep it uh keep it in in uh lockstep. Don't want to say anything bad. Well, I usually don't say anything bad. 
I think she's mostly scared I'll say something she disagrees with and she'll want to argue with me, but she won't be able to because it's a podcast. They'll be like, yeah, that's every single podcast ever. Yeah. You listen to it, they make you mad, and then you go on Twitter. <laughs> and then you make people mad at you. It's all the circle of the social media life. It's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. Oh, speaking of about how uh, down and angry Twitter is. Yeah. Couple of uh, superstar famous people this week said they were turning off their Instagram. So it's kind of convoluted because I know, I think I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to protest how negative social media is by mm-hmm. not going on social media. And at the risk of sounding snide, I'd say Kim Kardashian not being on social media already makes it more positive. Well, my thing is like, so I looked it up and this actually started back in June. Um, and then this week was just like their September week of action. And, mm-hmm. you know, like someone like Kim Kardashian, just spending a day off of Instagram isn't going to do anything. I mean, she needs Instagram for her brand, especially yeah. now that like their show is canceled. But oh, exactly. Celebrities. And there's also like... Um, some big brands and stuff like that that um, are weren't using the platform for a day too. Oh, like I know there's a lot of um, advertisers and stuff who are pulling out of social media because of like, because yep. um, it's just turning into a quagmire and a lot of people don't want to like risk getting mud on the, like get a tarnished brand because their association with it. Like I know, Uh, Facebook, how they won't fact check Donald Trump. A lot of brands are upset about that. Okay, the brands aren't upset that they won't face or fact check Donald Trump. They're trying to look sympathetic to the people who would buy their stuff (laughs) because they don't actually care. They just don't want to look like a bad brand so people continue to buy their stuff. I think they're forced to take a side and they are just like, even celebrities are really Mm. pressured to like, use their platforms for some oh, yeah. sort of um, I mean it makes total sense like I go I have a job where I have to go do tasks to make my paycheck and these people are making their money off of social media and all this stuff so they have to act a certain way and do certain things to get their money to get their paychecks which is fine like I personally enjoy the freedom of not having sponsors totally by my choice I totally it's not because nobody wants to advertise on this podcast or give me Uh money for talking. It's because I don't want them to, but it's like, there's like this weird freedom that I still have that my job is like a welding job and has nothing to do with social media. So I could do whatever I want. And unless it's like super bad, like illegal bad and they hear about it, I'm fine. Like I don't have any sort of uh, worries about like a, um, morality clause or anything in my work contract yeah um for my job we do have something like that we even had to do a training this week that was kind of like explaining to us how we so i travel to different locations for work and they told us that we can't like post on our social media where we are because it could like hurt the corporation um i'm sure they've done research it doesn't make sense to me why that would hurt the corporation but yeah it's like probably the lowest, something lowest level employees <laughs> like just saying where they are <laughs> i don't think that that's gonna hurt anything yeah 
I mean, it probably has something more to do with customers complaining about how they're not getting serviced right away. And then you saying, well, our, well, the boss or like whoever has to talk them down being like, well, all our people are busy because they're blah, blah, blah. And then if you're like, Hey, I'm over here doing this, blah, blah, blah. They'll be like, your guys are doing this. Does that make sense? Or is that just too much? Blah, blah, blah. That was a lot of blah, blah, blah. I thought it might be. Hopefully I got a kernel of what was going on with that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, the whole, so the whole thing was called stop for stop hate for profit. And Mm -hmm. like, did you notice anything that anyone Mm. was missing? Like, I don't really follow too many celebrities. I saw like one thing that Selena Gomez like slid into Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg's DMs. Oh, yeah. And was basically just like, it's been a long time since we've met, but like all this needs to stop. Yeah, I don't follow any of those people. Like the most famous people I follow are the rock and probably Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan is like super sporadic when he posts the rock is like kind of sporadic too. Like he's like the rocks posts are basically like, I'm a super rip guy and I work really hard and he tries to empower everybody, but then you're just like, wow, I'm not going to work that hard. (laughs) It's it's kind of like reverse, but I don't know. The thing that bugged me was I don't think like it, Like, I thought everybody knew social media shows you what you want it to show you. Like, the way Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, they have – it's not like somebody else behind a computer picking negative things that they pitch at you. It is like a computer AI being like, well, this is what the person likes. Let's give them more of that so they watch more. And then – so since we're all, like, bad people – to an extent like we're all like looking at the car accident people so we our habits are we actually click on negative stuff more and stuff that outrages us more so that's what gets fed into our streams more but like it you could do a simple uh thing where it's like you go on like if you unfollow everybody off your instagram and you only follow positive stuff like mindful accounts like puppy dog accounts uh positive thinking accounts and you do that and you only click on like positive stuff for like a day, then that's all you're going to see because they'll just want to give you more of what you're looking into. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like prefer my sober Instagram account and like scrolling through all that stuff. Um, But I did, I thought I could have sworn that I read something recently that Facebook was now um, like they changed their algorithm where allegedly they were posting stuff that was the opposite of what like they believe that your stance was so that it was just like enraging people even more Mm, yeah because it's like well facebook figured out this thing that people click more on like the best example is howard stern because howard stern used to say people who liked his radio show would listen for an hour People who loved his radio show would listen to two hours, but people who fucking hated his radio show would listen to the whole four hours to try and just kind of gather information on ways to get rid of him because they hate him so much. So that's the whole reasoning why he turned into a shock jock and would just say stuff that would offend people. So it's like Facebook works the same way where it's like they realize that more people click on stuff that enrages them because – I don't know, kind of like it kind of breaks through the fog and gets your attention more. So you click on it. But like, I don't know, because Facebook's weird because I don't spend too much time on there. 
and it's kind of linked to my Google. So it's whatever I'm searching online usually shows up in my Facebook. So like, it's usually just news stories because I'm always trying to read the news for this and it's like memes on Reddit or it's sports stuff. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because I feel like I would spend like three seconds um, looking like watching a kitten video, whereas I can spend hours at sometimes like reading all these like vile, vile tweets and like how shitty people are mm-hmm. and uh, just like to the point where I'm like, I need a break from this. But it, like it takes like up to an hour for me to need that break. And, <laughs> yeah, and um, it's like people turned into clickbait people because they're like, you won't fucking believe this. And you're like, oh, <laughs> won't I? Click. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's like um, I made a joke about it a while ago where it's like you have to marry Quando. I think it's Mary Quando off Netflix. Is that Quando? Yeah, Marie Mary Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. You have to do that with all your timelines because it's like, you just got to get rid of people out of your Facebook and your Twitter because there'll be people that I'd be like scrolling. I'm like, oh, that like, they'd like tweet something that was like annoying, like either an opinion I didn't agree with. So it was obviously wrong or just like some like, look at me, this is what I'm doing or whatever. So I just like, I started unfollowing them and it's weird because at first you don't want to unfollow a bunch of people because you feel like you're going to miss out because you're like, well, if I just unfollow everybody, I won't know what's going on. And the yeah. spoiler alert is there's nothing really going on that you don't already know about. Yeah. And it's like super bad for your mental health too, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I definitely have unfriended a lot of people in this year alone. Um, before I would just like snooze them and yeah. so, like whatever they're you know, I'll stay friends with them, but I really have started unfriending a lot of people. Um, I've started reporting people on Instagram too for like hate speech. And as you should. As you, if somebody <laughs> says something hateful, they should be reported. Like, right. uh, like I am full on for snitching. Like, <laughs> if you don't want me to snitch, then don't fuck around. Like, don't say hate speech and don't do dumb shit, and I won't report you. Like, don't give me a reason to. Right, just a bunch of keyboard warriors, and yeah, so that because... was the thing with like this whole um, stop hate for profit. I was reading that, like for me, like I just used Facebook, I'm like ready to get rid of it because of the obvious reasons. Um, I stay on it just because I have like this one Facebook group that I like love, and it's like super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I never really paid attention to, like outside of my bubble that. You know, in I read that in Myanmar, it was being used to incite genocidal violence, and it's just like rallying people to like go hurt people and kill people. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like nefarious groups that will use Netflix or not Netflix, Facebook. <laughs> like uh, Netflix, the yeah. first, <laughs> the first uh, Trump election, like in 2016, there was this group called the IRA, the Internet Research Agency, and it was in Russia, and basically what they were trying to do was they weren't trying to get Clinton or Trump elected. They're just trying to make the American people distrust the election process. So basically they were just trying to like get each side mad, so mad at each other that they would like kind of lose faith in the way the democracy works. So they would like be more fractioned and then it would be easier for Russia to take over. And it's like, you're like, you, on one hand, you're like, that's ridiculous. Russia's not going to come take over the States. And it's like, but now, 
Yeah, but now you look at it, it's like you see how fractured everything is and how many little groups there are, like how like not even just the left versus the right, like subsections of the right versus the right, subsections of the left versus the left. It's like and now it looks like China's in on the game where they're just trying to like this is this is where I go all conspiracy and I'm like, this is what's really happening. And it's like it's funny because it's like we're in another cold war Canada, not so much because we don't have enough people to care about, but like <laughs> the modern cold war is not like in the eighties and not in the beginning of the nineties where Russia and the States were like, had their finger on their button and they're waiting for like the other person to fuck up. Now it's just like, it's all online. So it's like, it's all through like Twitter yeah. and Facebook and yeah. Okay. I can't remember what I was going with that. I think I just got. Were you segueing into your up. Chinese database detailing 2.4 million influential people? Have you podcasted before? Because that was great. <laughs> yes, I Thank was you. segueing into the China database of, would you say 12.4 million people? Yeah, so basically, surprise to no one, China has this database of 12.4 million people. The only surprise is that, like, they ha it's um, it's people, mostly people from the states and all around the world that are influential and can influence certain things. But the scary part is they have all of their information and like a bunch of information you shouldn't just have from the internet, like stuff that they weren't able to find out on the internet. Like, say, there's like the owner of a business; they'll have his name his wife's name, his kid's name, where they live, where his kids go to school, his phone number, and all this other random shit that they can sort of like manipulate. It's like, I don't know, it's like the spy game got a whole lot easier. It's, it should be scary because it was all, well, not all of it, like a lot of it was illegal information too, but a lot of it was open source information, meaning it was just taken from Twitter and Facebook and social media. Yeah. And people know, like, and it's, like, back to, like, the whole thing where, like, people know, like, Facebook is, like, selling our information and, like, it just, for some reason, it's just not enough for anyone to really leave it. Um, I did see that. Yeah. So it was, like, their family members, too, like, of these influential people. And so one of them was Trudeau's 11-year-old daughter. Oh, crazy. Yeah, I didn't look yeah. too deeply into the story. But, um, yeah, it's, like, crazy. It's, like... <laughs> For me, anytime someone's like, oh, they're selling your information, I'm like, uh, I don't think there's anything worth money of my information. Like, yeah. I mean, I have bruised credit right now, so I don't think anybody's going to steal my identity. Um, I don't have a lot of money in the bank, so you can't like worm, like hacker worm kind of drain my accounts or anything. And it's like, but I get like how maybe one day if I turn into an influential person, like say this podcast gets super famous and a hundred million people start listening to it. And then my opinion changes the way things are. Then I'd kind of be worried about my information being out on the internet. But at the same time, this is episode 138. And so there's 138 episodes over an hour of me just talking about my personal life. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah that's like, interesting right like just yeah <laughs> putting your whole personal life like out on like i've definitely sh overshared probably mm -hmm. um on my podcast but 
Yeah. It's, I always think like, I'm, I'm not doing anything that is illegal. I'm not doing anything that's like interesting. So what, you know, oh, exactly. have my information if they want. I definitely have bought things that I've seen in Instagram ads. I am kind of a sucker mm -hmm. for that. So I guess they're getting what they want. Oh yeah. I've, uh, it's so funny because like I used to be worse for it, but for clickbait, it would be like, you'll never believe where these child actors are now. And I'm like, Oh, won't I click, click, click. And then my favorite are like the uh, photo shows, like the slideshows where it's like a hundred photos. And every time you click on the next button, the whole page reloads. So it's like, it's kind of like um, an ad exploit where it's like the ad numbers that they sell looks like, uh, like a new reload and a new visitor so it's like if i click through 50 photos it looks like someone visited that advertiser 50 times so they probably yeah. can like juke the system and get more money from the advertiser meanwhile i'm just looking at pictures of like the kid from jerry Maguire and what he looks like now <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly yeah. i love those posts so yeah exactly like i think what it is is like with the NSA, how they were like collecting all our emails and shit. Well, your emails. I don't think they're collecting Canadians' emails. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of ohe and abutane. But uh, what somebody was saying was the problem was it wasn't that they were collecting them and they're looking for people doing bad stuff. What they would do is once somebody was a worthy target, they would then look up all their stuff and comb through and retroactively look for anything that was like shady or criminal like. And then like, I guess the meme version would be they would retroactively like milkshake someone or milk milkshake duck. Yeah. I don't know what that a while is. Since I used oh, so what it is, is <laughs> I can't remember. Derek knew this. I'd always, every time I brought it up, I'd always like bring it up because I thought everybody knew about it. And then I'd ask Derek to explain it. But what it is, is it started in some meme, like I think five years ago. And it's basically when someone is about to become famous and then people on the internet are like, Oh, that person you like, that's going to be famous. Here's all the bad shit that they did. Like, um, it was like that, pre cancel culture. Yeah. It was like, it was, it's like a type of cancel culture like that. Um, guy from philadelphia who was going to be on snl who had a podcast and he was racist the milkshake ducking was when they're like oh this guy's going on snl and then everybody's like whoa you're hiring that guy that guy's super racist here's all the bad things he said on his podcast that's milkshake ducking gotcha yeah yeah i hope that i hope i was correct with that so yeah like <laughs> i don't know so. <laughs> On one hand, if only Derek would just like zoomed in. It was like, well, actually, <laughs> he's probably like, I'm not fucking explaining milkshake duck again. <laughs> I've already said it like four times. What I was going to say was, so it's like, it's, ah, it's such like a weird thing because it's like on one hand, you don't really have to worry about your info being grabbed on the internet because everybody has it by now. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, you should be worried because uh, one day they could but the annoying thing is you keep getting calls from telemarketers. Yeah. Like, remember when cell phones, nobody had the numbers for them, like when they first came out and it was amazing because there was no like yellow pages for cell phones because it was like a different thing. So you never got like telemarketers trying to phone you or anything. Oh, Derek just put milkshake duck explanation in the comments. So if you're watching the live stream, <laughs> go check the comments. 
<laughs> Perfect. And if you're watching this later on, I'm sorry. I'll put it in the comments so you can go look. Um, yeah. So I guess you should be worried about China uh, sucking up your information, putting them on that influential sheet if you're an influential person or ever plan to be. I don't know. I feel like we should just as a population in general just kind of hold our personal information more sacred. Yeah. Um, say as I do not as – or do as I say not as I do since I already said like <laughs> I just like – word vomit personal things about myself yeah. all the time but uh i would say this my facebook's on lockdown though oh there you go to the like, public if you're like me and you're over 40 and you're kind of past your dream phase of life so it doesn't really matter because i'm not going to be like the next president or anything but if you're young and you still have your dreams and you still have potential then don't put your information on the web on the internet on the interweb. Uh, I was just going to say, too, like, one time I was trying to hire someone for a position, and I did check all of her social media, so. Mm. Yeah. For sure, don't say anything racist, stupid, or criminal on Facebook, because every job you apply for is going to check your Facebook. Yeah, because and don't it's have, like, so the easy. dumb shit that you do just, like, hanging out on public pictures. Yeah. Also, before you do anything... Right now, go Google your name the way you spell it and see if anything bad comes up. And if it does come up, find a way to scrub it. Also, also, go Google your Twitter handle plus something bad because we were all making super horrendous jokes 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And those have uh, fallen out of fashion. They don't age well, no. No, yeah, that don't. was like one time I Googled my name and I saw that I was still like, it wasn't Facebook groups as they are now, but like, I guess 10 years ago, they were different. And mm. I had started a Facebook group called the, the Frat Party Olympics, where we like, it was like a bunch of girls and just like different things that you would get like points for, I guess, for mm -hmm. doing at frat parties. And that was a... Um, Oh, frat party. I thought yeah. you said brat party. No, frat party Olympics. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that would show up when you Google my name. But there's also a Catherine Cranley, who's also from Philadelphia, as a doctor, so. Nice. Have you, like, made contact with her? No, but it's weird because we went to the same university, and we also. Um, and she's have, a like, doctor and you're not? Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh. She, um. She's also, it's like the Broad Street Run is like a famous run like in Philly and she's also ran it too, but we've never, oh, really? never, act, or never um, interacted with one another. You should. You should just send her a message on Facebook and be like, hey, well, your Facebook's locked down. So I guess <laughs> send her a Twitter message being like, hey, friend buddies, we got the same name. And then well, you that's can. like De when Derek did that like 12 years ago and he still has that one Derek Bull in that like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a plague and people think that like it's him <laughs> and he's like his weird alter ego or something that just like, like makes the most depressing comments possible yeah <laughs> yeah um uh the closest i found to my name was a jeff Ruder, and we've liked each other's tweets a couple times and he's an islanders fan so when i was talking about the new york islanders i got some thumbs up from him Nice. So it was good. Um, yeah, I'm going to say 
Derek fighting a Derek Boland online who was like a bad, a worse <laughs> Derek Boland probably helped his <sighs> self-esteem a bit. Because if you, if you're like, Oh, I'm a terrible person. And then I go online and I find a Dale DeRuiter who's worse than me. I'm like, I'm the good Dale DeRuiter. Well, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, Derek says he's super depressed and hates women. I think about the other Derek Bolin. So, oh my God, there's an incel Derek Bolin. Yeah, he's awful. He's just. <laughs> that sucks. Oh man, incels are the worst. That actually, um, this, week, this week I saw a, there was someone that was a local to my community that apparently it blew up on Facebook where he had been sending like dick pics and just being like, disgusting human and he they were like everyone was saying his name and there was someone else with like the same exact name as him and like can you please untap like can you please clarify that it's not me and it was like scary and one of my friends one time got arrested because there was like an arrest warrant out with someone with the same name oh wow that's why we all got to do the thing like we did on like messenger when you'd have not like not facebook messenger but remember messenger messenger like hotmail messenger or microsoft messenger you'd always have no, the name we, you want used aim. aim okay like a name name like you'd always use your name you wanted and then you'd have to put numbers at the back because there's so many people that had that so it's like well i guess everybody has like a social security number but you don't want to be like arrest warrant <laughs> for this person with this social security number because they'll steal their name yeah just I mean, felon's name. No big deal. This is all just. If you're argument. doing worse shit than him. <laughs> For identity deal. chips. Like we should all have identity chips so that there's only one unique Dale DeRuiter. I mean, there is only one, but like this other guy, like the incel version of Derek Bolin, like they should each have one. Um, <laughs> they should each have like a, like a chip so that they don't get mixed up. Because I don't think yeah. you can. then still be an incel if you're married right i think that kind of cancels it out i guess well, unless you're there's like different marriage. levels of incels so but yeah probably i don't know i think that there's probably some married men out there that are secretly incels for sure yeah i mean oh especially those ones who are like in a loveless relationship like a loveless marriage where they don't bang each other i bet those guys Cold are bedrooms. worse yeah 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 that's horrible yeah. <laughs> uh, Brittany just asked, "What time is it where Kate is?" And guess what, Brittany? It's the same time as where Dale is. It yeah. is seven thirty-six p.m. because she is visiting her husband, Derek Bolin. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Wait, are we not supposed to say that? Why? I'm allowed to be here. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, it was hard oh. to get into the country, but I'm allowed to be here. I want to actually talk to you about that. Let's just go on a tangent here for a sec. Like now okay. that we've talked about like some horrible shit, let's talk about your country <laughs> of origin because you were just in, you left America, what, like a month ago? Like you've been here. Almost. Yeah, I came here August 24th. So when you remembered leaving, did it look like it was going to burn down? Cause it kind of looks like it might burn down. Like, I don't mean, literally from the fires on the west coast i mean like an economical uh, like an economical explosion from the inside where the whole thing crumbles like because 
honestly, I'm just going to tell you this. I don't want to stroke your ego. But as world police go, I think the USA would be my favorite because if the USA falls and can no longer be the world police, who's going to take over? China? Like, look what look what's been happening no. in Beijing. Like, nothing good is going to come of them. I mean, what are you going to do? Have, like, Britain and this conglomerate of, like, the Western European countries? Because Britain just left the EU, so they can't get along. It's just like, okay, yeah. please just fix your country so it doesn't fall. Because for all the bad parts that America does, being the world police and, like, maybe bombing like innocent people and stuff, it would only get worse. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So are Canadians smarter than Americans? (laughs) (laughs) Besides Uh me and this podcast, like the average American. Yeah. It just means something (laughs) happens when you cross that uh, land border, I guess. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like everybody's more spaced out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? It's all, I don't know. I know a lot of, I know a lot of smart Americans and I know a lot of smart Canadians. Like the doctor version of you. That's a smart American. (laughs) Well, the (laughs) real version of me is also a smart American. So thanks, Dale. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't want to compliment you too much, so you got arrogant on the podcast. I want to keep you at my level. But what else am I supposed to do if I'm feeling in Derek's shoes? Um. Well, you haven't sworn enough yet. Um. <laughs> you haven't made fun of me enough yet. Uh. You haven't talked about how fun reading is because Derek really likes reading. <laughs> I'm not a reader. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would love to read because it's weird because reading is like, uh, it's like something to be able to read. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But like reading, like for me, it's like, for me, it's almost like a gateway into a different universe. Like I, it takes me so long to read because as I'm reading, I go so slow so I could just imagine the whole thing. And then my fucking brain's working overtime. So I can't just like skim the pages or stuff, but it's like, you just, it's good because you can, you can almost, it's like a very strong escapism because it takes you all in because you can't do anything else while you're doing it. But at the same time, it's also easy to lose it. Like I'll be reading and then I'll read five pages and then something will distract me and then I'll pop back out and I'll be like, ugh, this world again. I want to go back where there's dragons <laughs> and stuff. But it's like yeah. if I listen to podcasts or watch movies, I can almost um, – like I could do something with my hands to keep them busy so it's less likely I'll get distracted and pulled out of it. Yeah, my anxiety doesn't, like, allow me to be able to read um, other than, like, short, like, web pages or something like that. Um, like you said, I just I just get distracted and just, like, in my own world, and I can't escape that. Yeah. So I will listen to audiobooks because that's just, like, forcing the sound into your brain, and that yeah. kind of, like, is quiets what else is going in, on for me, so. I have a question. Okay. You get an audiobook of a book and you listen to it. Does that count the same as reading it? Like, because it's like this thing where it's like 
you get the, it's the same information that's in the book. So you're still learning everything that's in the book, but you're not actually reading it, but saying, I listened to the audio book of this book is way more words than saying I read this book. So can I, if I start listening to audio books, like I want to revisit Dune and I don't know if you've seen how thick those fucking books are. <laughs> if I, and also would it count because I already read Dune once when I was like in my early twenties, when I used to read, if I listen to the audiobook now, can I say I read it? Because I already read it once. Well, technically you have read that one. I don't know if that's yeah. the best example. Um, yeah. I think that I say that I read it. Okay. It's just like, or maybe I don't, maybe it's just like, there's some like hidden shame about using an audiobook and not being able to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like a, I don't know, like a superiority complex to people that read. Uh, yeah, they're the like, I would do all like, this effort. I'm going to brag about it. Yeah. So um, what, do, what you should do to overcome the shaming of people who <laughs> read books is like lift weights and exercise and get jacked and be like, someone will be like, oh, you didn't read a book. You listened to the auto book. And you're like, yeah, but look at these. But look how jacked I got when I was listening and reading this book exactly um, then you're yeah, like I, someone i know actually does listen to a lot of people i know actually listen to audiobooks when they're running and working out so it's like truly actually, multitasking now i'm gonna shit on my own idea because i can't listen to like people talking while i'm running or working out because i just like lose all focus i gotta listen to like pump-up jams yeah like same i gotta listen to like and the weird thing is, if there's no lyrics, it's somehow better because it's like you can go into that, like, I, I want to say fugue state, but I feel like that's the wrong thing to say. But it's like, you know where you go when you're, like, working out and you almost go into, like, a meditation, like, when you're running on a treadmill? I feel like if yeah, I that listen, never happens for me. Oh, like, you don't just, like, kind of escape what you're doing and just keep going? No, like, my anxiety is so bad. I, like... I have to, what I do is I concentrate on my breath because mm-hmm. my body doesn't really get physically tired, but I just, my breathing gets all fucked up. Yeah. That's so how if, cardiovascular health. I guess that I would. <laughs> like when you're out of breath, that means you're me out of too. shape. It's not like, it's not no, like no, you're like, like, I'm totally in shape. I just can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't breathe properly. Oh, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know what you should do is you should do – have you ever done, like, yoga I need and to, stuff? like, meditate. Like, yoga, because yeah. yoga is a lot of, like, breathing. Like, you do in and out, and then it's, like – it kind of, like, like you do one movement while you're breathing in and then another one while you're moving out. So it's, like, you kind of get used to moving your body with your breath. So maybe that would help or um, – I've done it. It didn't. What you could do is – maybe count your breaths like one, two, three in one, two, three out, like with the steps of your feet, like you breathe in for three steps and you breathe out for three steps or whatever amount of steps you can actually hold, like do that thing with your lungs for. (laughs) Would that help? I used to be like a young girl's running coach. I used to be like a young girl's running coach. And that is actually like what I would teach them. It's like, Oh really? There's different, like, wait, did I just mansplain breathing to you? (laughs) 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 I'm I'm sorry for trying to mansplain how to breathe to you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. So do you, do you want me to mansplain anything else about your own body for you before we move on? To, I don't even know what we were talking Are we still talking about the Chinese list? Tell me how of, periods work. Okay. So what happens is, <laughs> oh, I'm going to explain this because I want to know if this is true. So your ovaries release an egg and it goes up that tube that looks like a smiley face and it comes down and then it embeds in your uterus as well, your uterine wall. Mm -hmm. And it like your uterine wall builds up like material. I'm just going to say to kind of help feed the beginning of the egg, like give it nutrients and stuff so that when it gets like a sperm into it. So it sticks to the wall. Yeah. So it sticks to the wall and then, your wall like gets a thick like um, <laughs> like iron and all that stuff layer of like blood so that it can feed the egg if the egg gets in like injected with a sperm and then after a month since when that egg hasn't like gotten serviced by sperm it just fucking flushes the toilet and everything shoots out right yes like the the blood is at it's once the, in a the uterine lining size. shedding because the um, egg wasn't fertilized. So I was mostly right. Yep. The nice. egg releasing from the ovary is like mid-cycle though. Oh, is it? So it's like, it's mm-hmm. thickening up before there's an it's egg It's like the first the half, it's like, diff- the first half is like different hormones yeah. to um, build up the, the lining. Right. And then once like the egg drops... Is that like in dubstep when the beat <laughs> drops? <laughs> the drops? It's like while the it's all building up, it's all like slow, and then the egg comes down the tube, and they're <laughs> like, two or egg drop, and then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind like, of, yeah. That's what periods are. Body right? just goes crazy, yeah. Like yeah. it's basically a drum and bass song <laughs> or dubstep song. Sorry, <laughs> it's like um, Hollywood Shake. <laughs> Were you like Harlem coherent? Shake? Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. Hollywood I say Shake. Ho- oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I meant Harlem Shake. Was I shake. coherent for what? Yeah, like for Harlem Shake. Like, were you in pop culture enough? Because that was like, was what, five school. years ago? No, no I, I think it was much longer. I think yeah. I feel like I was in high school. It all. Like, since. I, think I was in college, but. It's basically like since Vanga Boys, which was like 2000 when I first got <laughs> to college, to now, all of that pop culture just seems like it happened in three years. Like you go from like Vanga Boys to Harlem Shake to. <laughs> there was like 10 years between Dubstep. Those. Yeah. It's all like the same thing. Well, Dubstep was Macarena. before. Yeah, but that was like. In the 90s. That was a long time ago. Wasn't Venga Boys in the 90s? No, Venga Boys was the very end of the 90s. It, their first album in America came out in 2000, the year 2000 <laughs> or the year 99. Yeah. So the year I was in college in two, the year 2000. All right. So now that I've done mansplaining how women breathe when they're running and periods... <laughs> Do you want to move on to talking about... And Vanga Boys? Ah, yeah. And Vanga Boys. Uh, do you want to talk about 
the serial okay. killer in Toronto? My little lady brain didn't know about Venga Boys. So. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Your little baby brain didn't miss much. It was mm-hmm. basically just like super heavy, like dance music that you listen to in the bar. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Old enough to drink then, so it's cool. Yeah, there you go. How long have All you right, been so sober? Serial killer. Oh, uh, three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Three and a half in like a week. I I probably shouldn't have asked you that on the podcast because uh, it doesn't pertain. Like to I anything. forget what happened. It's I okay. was just curious because I forgot. I think you told me once. <laughs> and I forgot. I was like, yeah, let's just let's just have like nonsense, non-consent or non consecutive conversations where I just ask you random questions that I should ask you as a friend when we're hanging out instead of on podcasts. <laughs> Let's be extreme to everybody. <laughs> oh, Derek said Venga Boys was 1997. So, okay, fine. Maybe the small town of Kamloops didn't get Venga Boys till the year 2000. Maybe. So I'm just going to look up this. I'm going to pull up the story about the Toronto serial killer because I just want to make sure nothing new's happened to it. It has. I can brief you on it. Ooh. I love how the, the like I give the guests be like, oh, this is the stuff we might talk about. You can do as much research as you want. And then you and Nick last week are like, actually, I did all this research. And this is what's going on about it. And I'm like, oh, so you just, do you want the podcast? Well, now? let me tell you. <laughs> okay, tell me. I was joking. In <laughs> fil- hey, there you go. That's filling in for Derek because I would always be like, hey, Derek, what's happening with this? And then he would be like, did you research? And I'd be like, (laughs) research is for nerds. I was playing video games instead, which isn't for nerds. I need, I'd say, like I told you before we started, I need to like know exactly what I'm talking about. So, Oh, that's how we're different at podcasting because I'm like, I'll figure it out. It's like a test in high school. You're like, I kind of remember what happened. It's multiple choice. I'm sure I'll figure it out. There's no part in my life where I'm just like, yeah, I'll just figure it out. Like oh everything has to be. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it's a good idea, but it, it honestly just ends up ruining your life in so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Serial killer. Serial there was a killer. man arrested for one of the murders. Yeah. In Rexdale. So okay. That was it. Um, wait, so there was two murders. Two murders. And they, and it's funny because you're like, serial killer was like 30, and it's like two, and you're like, well. Well, I looked it up, serial and killer? A, ser- a serial killer is a typically a person who murders three or more people. Ah. While oh, so- the, with the murders taking place over more than a month. And this was mm. two people. There was no nothing in the news about how they were like, they said like they weren't connected, but yeah, like I feel like it was just like a a hype thing. Yeah, so it's it's basically Canada seeing the states with all their cool ass serial killers and just trying to be part of the club, being like, "Oh, hey, we got a serial killer too, eh? Two people got <laughs> killed in Toronto, and they were similar, so Tirana. we're gonna call it a serial killer." And then everybody's like, "Yeah, you don't even have three dead people yet." It was like they're not connected. Right. Just- Quit just like, trying oh, wow. to, yeah, it's like two people were killed within five days of each other. Yeah. And trials like, look, we got a baseball team and a basketball team. We're like the States and the States is like, no, you're not. Get you need a here. serial killer. Yeah. And then they're like, we got one. 
It's just like where pe- they, they were like trying to pander to the people that had serial killer on their 2020 bingo cards. Hey, yeah, exactly. Hasn't there been like a bunch of serial killers in 2020? I mean, I don't know. I think I, Canada. I didn't go that far. Yeah, Canada did have that guy in Nova Scotia who kind of just was like, where everyone's like, we don't even want to talk about that because that's just a fucking embarrassment of the policing at the time. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to say how he got $400,000 pulled out of a bank that no one else can do or how he got all these police cars or all this police gear. We're just going to like focus on these two deaths in Toronto that are totally from a serial killer. Yeah, I, I just really feels like that was just a distraction or just like amped up. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, so you're saying isn't there it, like some statistic that there's like 40 like active serial killers at any time? What? Like in the States where it's gross and crazy? Yeah. Not up here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the wild, wild west of the United States. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the benefits of the whole West being on fire right now is hopefully at least one of those serial killers gets burned to death before he can kill people. So I guess you could call these vigilante forest fires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, is that I it? think like the, I feel like, yeah, that was mostly it. Cause like, that was another thing too. It was like, there was not that much information on this because it was just like kind of just making a story, not up, like, okay, like, oh, I'm sorry, people like, did die, but, and they were yeah, stabbed guess, or whatever. Yeah. And one of the differences for you, like in the States where it's like, they just release all the information about the victims and stuff. They're like, well, this is who died. This is what they look like. This is what they're wearing. This is what they're doing last week. We're up in Canada. We're like, we're not even going to tell you their name. Like. They had their names in that article. Oh, uh, I was exaggerating, Kate. Thanks for oh, blowing up my spot. Sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if they would tell us exactly how the guys were murdered or where they were found or, like, all the yeah. more of the related facts about their death, we could be, like, maybe surmise if it was a serial killing. Like, if they were both, like, yeah, they were dismembered in this exact way. Both of them would be, like, oh, I guess even though it's not three, we'll count that as a serial killer. But since they're, like... Yeah, these people were murdered and we suspect foul play. Like, that's about as much as you get in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I did see, like, the video. It was like, they were like, oh, we may have um, video of the suspected killer. And it was just like a guy walking past the camera in a hoodie. Oh, yeah. I saw a still shot of that. It's like at night. They're always at night, like do security cameras not work during the day? It's like at night and he's on a sidewalk and he's just like a blob. And he's like, it's like the Sasquatch photo. pretty much. <laughs> it, plot twist. It was Sasquatch. Yeah. It's like, that's where you find Sasquatches in the bank because all the people on bank security cameras <laughs> look like Sasquatches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, Ooh, I know what we could talk about this cuties okay. thing. Have you heard about that? Yes. So okay. since I'm such a good guest. I watched it on Thursday night. You watched the movie? Yeah. I was scared I would get put on a list if I watched that. Well, yeah, I think that I, I was just like, whatever, it's Derek's um, and Netflix. So 
the weird thing is that it's on Netflix. Like it came from France. I'm just going to say what I think it is. And you can, you okay. can like woman correct me, which is like the opposite of mansplaining where it's like, I think I know what I'm talking about. So I explain it. And then you hit me back with the actual facts and correct right. me. And I'm like a nice woman and we just like yeah. let you talk. And then we're like, well, yeah. actually. This is what happened. Boom. <laughs> they had the names in the news article, Dale. Way to go. <laughs> Good job, Dale. So Cuties is this, um, it's, it's kind of ironic because the person from France who directed it wanted to kind of have a movie kind of showing the exploitation of young women and the over-sexualization of young women in popular culture. So she made this movie about a twerking competition that ended up over-sexualizing the girls. So it's actually not a twerking competition. It's just a regular dance competition. Okay. Um, the Where the twerking comes in is from these young girls, like, like watching videos and like rap videos on, Insta- or, um, on YouTube. Um, so that's definitely like a real thing that happens. Um, wait, is this like a modern retelling of Flashdance where she goes over sexualized in her ballet? Trial? Uh, I don't think I ever saw Flashdance, but yes, it's pretty much. I mean, I don't know if anyone cares if I spoil the movie, but please spoil the movie because I don't want to watch it. The girls they do like their dance competition at wait, the wait, end. Wait, wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, the girls who are the underdogs for the whole movie, they win in the end. Well, there's like a main character and it's like this um, 11-year-old, 11-year-old Senegalese um, girl in Paris. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the movie, so basically the, this girl is living in this um, sheltered community, I guess, that's just so different than like what she sees at school and like what she sees on the internet. Uh, so I think that she just like wanted to really be a part of that. And, um, it's, um, the, sorry, I can like hear myself in the other room and it's messing with my head. Okay. Okay. So she is reacting to basically her, her dad taking a second wife and the impact of that on her family. And she sees these girls practicing and she kind of sees it as the gateway um, outside of her life. And, you know, she's 11 years old. She's watching YouTube. She's seeing these girls. They do dress provocatively, I guess. Like they wear like crop tops and, um, you know, tight pants. Ooh, tight pants. And it was weird because before she joined the group and you like saw their little dance routine, it wasn't that, it wasn't that um, risque, mm-hmm. but it was like once this girl who was like trying so hard to escape her life was watching um, these videos online and they were basically trying to beat this other group who looked like they were like older girls and maybe even over 18. Um, so I think that they thought that that's what you needed to do to win their dance competition. And, um, I'd say there's definitely some questionable scenes that like made me cringe. And cause it, it, it is, the girls were like 13 and 14 years old playing yeah. these girls. So, you know, they are twerking and wearing like skimpy outfits. Um, 
And like, so with the thing with the 4chan and like banning all images from the movie, there's definitely things that could be taken from that movie out of context. And um, so basically, can the stills, like if you take a screenshot of this movie, will would it be like, would the cops see it and be like, well, that's child porn on your computer. You're going to jail. Um, not like child porn, but like, say I take a screenshot of this movie and then yeah, I get I, up from my computer. If I, if I was like going on your phone and I say I saw a screenshot of the movie, I'd be like, what the fuck, Dale? Okay. If I had no idea what it was. And like, even still like knowing what it was, I'd be like, well, why did you screenshot this part? Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. Um, so it's not like, not defending the movie or anything. Like it was to me, like there's also a part in the movie where the girl like finds a condom in the park and she like blows it up like a balloon. Ew, a dirty condom? Yeah. Hmm. And then like- Oh my God, of- <laughs> how vulgar were they with this dirty condom? Was it like- it was, No, no, like, there wasn't like anything. Mayo? <laughs> no, no, oh. it wasn't. It was just oh. like, and then like, but the like, it was like an example of how the girls didn't know what they were doing was like sexual. Like they're still, they're doing these things, but they're still these young naive girls where like the girl that was using it, like blowing it up, she was, she didn't even know what it was. Like she didn't even know that it was a condom. She was just like being funny. And then like all the other girls like freaked out. And they're like, what are you doing? Like you can get um, AIDS from that. And, and mm-hmm. there's like this whole thing where like, it shows just like how young they are and like naive. Like they literally go back to the house and like wash this girl's mouth out with soap. That's good. I'm glad yeah. that they put that in there because it's like, I, I mean, I just, I would want to think that like 13 year old girls out in the wild would know not to touch any like condoms or anything that are on the ground. Like that's disgusting. Yeah. So I guess my next question is this movie cuties is the omelet worth the eggs? Like, after you've watched it and you got all the stuff, like, was the director's intentions portrayed? Like, did you get that she was trying to show how um, sexualized these girls are without their knowledge of it happening? And, like, was, it, was the mo- movie worth being made, basically? I, I can't say whether it was worth being... Worth... Um being made i can say that she the point that the director is trying to make the like that this like hey like this is happening mm-hmm. you know that I, to me if as someone that actually watched the movie is very clear like okay like when they do their dance routine everyone like their sexual dance routine and like twerking and like everyone in the audience is basically just like their their jaws are dropped and they're covering like the younger kids eyes and everyone's just like what the hell like and like just everyone in the audience is disturbed by this dance routine yeah so i think that it is worth um do i have to watch this basically i'm asking you it was the first film that i've ever watched (laughs) with subtitles so is it in french then yeah Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I think that, like, I don't know, it should open up conversation instead of people are just like, oh, I'm going to, like, get rid of Netflix. And I think there was some sensationalizing with from Netflix with, like, the movie poster and, like, 
Yeah, the was that movie poster misleading? No, like they wear those costumes in the movie. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So it wasn't misleading, actually. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that we need to figure out, like, uh, I don't know if there should be more conversation about, like, not thinking, like, your 11-year-old daughter is just, like, this pure, innocent being anymore. Like, especially, like, just, like, on the verge of womanhood and... Um, yeah, I guess, like, you got to, like... Things from the um, online and, like, mm-hmm. a big thing was, like, how obsessed with Instagram they were and... And like yeah. having like the girl, she stole a cell phone because she like just <laughs> needed to be like on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, it's like um, I guess it's like the whole. There's this whole conversation we had, or not we had, but like people had when Spice Girls became really popular, and they're all like girl power and stuff, and you're like. It's just girls dressing scantily clad. Like, how is that empowerment and stuff? And it's like. So I guess like maybe the young girls kind of get the whole empowerment thing wrong and they don't realize. Yeah. I don't think it's empowerment at that age. I think it's more like, uh, you know, we need, like they make fun of each other for like not having a butt or like not having boobs. And like, I remember, I don't remember how old I was, but I like remember being like fifth, sixth grade, like people making fun of me because I didn't have boobs yet. So like it happens. So. Oh my God. I remember in sixth grade, they made fun of me because I still wore jogging pants to school. They're like, <laughs> you don't wear jogging pants in grade six, Dale. That's for kids. And I was like, who fucking made these rules? When so like at that happen? age, like everything yeah. is very appearance based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you just like, and I guess that's like the age two where the cool kids and the not cool kids kind of separate because it's like. <laughs> the cool kids have like the better clothes and stuff. Like <laughs> that's just how I base it. Everything. It's like you had to deal with everybody talking about your body. Whereas I had to deal with wearing jogging pants pretty much. So I guess right. that would be male privilege where <laughs> nobody was being like, Dale, you're in great. Yeah, Cause sitch. like you can control that. I can't control if I have. Yeah, uh, exactly. TNA as an 11 year old. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess like the thing is like the, um, the sporadic boners, I guess, for kids, <laughs> <laughs> like for boys, yeah. that's the only real trauma we have at that age. And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. I can't even imagine growing up a little girl. That'd be terrible. <laughs> like what I think of as bad as a little boy was just all stuff like that. I'd be like, no, you can't wear jogging pants anymore. I'd be like, fuck, I like jogging pants. <laughs> like jogging pants. Okay. Yeah. No, I just think that there needs to be like open discussion about it instead mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, definitely. Especially now, like, they, I don't know what age, like, kids get on Instagram, but, like, even you can see, like, what the Kardashians and Jenners, like, Kylie and um, Kim, you know, it's just made all about, like, their lips and their boobs. Oh, yeah. And, like, if you look at that and you're, like, Kylie Jenner is, like, one of the richest people in the, one of the richest women in the world, it's, like, well, like, what, what the fuck else does she do other than, like, display her... Well, they're basically, the Kardashians are super good at marketing and investing. So basically, like, they they market themselves, and then they invest in themselves, and then they, it just kind of, like, the the money tumbles in. But it's like, I was going to say, do you remember when that Kylie Jenner lips was a thing, and, like, yeah. people were, like, suck on a cup until their lips were all swollen, and then, yeah. like, somebody, like, broke their lips or whatever? Yeah. And it's just like this. <laughs> it's like that. So it's just like people thought that they needed to look like that. And like, even still, 
I think that like all influencers are just starting to look exactly the same. Oh yeah. Actually kind of creepy, but. Um. Actually, yeah, they did all these studies and they're saying that like depression in young girls is like skyrocketing because of all the like body dysmorphia issues and stuff that are happening online because it's like, especially with all these filters and stuff on Instagram, it's like anybody can make themselves look super pretty. And then like a girl sees that and she's like, Oh, I'm supposed to be this pretty and I'm not this pretty. And then they like get depressed about it because they're not measuring up or if like they're overweight or whatever. So. I mean, growing up, like I had that too, but it was just like in a teen Vogue or 17 magazine. Um, not just like literally plastered everywhere and yeah uh everyone looking exactly the same yeah exactly and like when we were kids you're what five years younger than me ish i think seven or eight okay congratulations on being (laughs) young i guess i don't know but uh like when we were kids like if i had like back when i was a kid like even like there was there was girl stuff that was already around because there's beauty magazines and like guy dysmorphia issues was barely present because like that was before like being ripped and stuff got super popular but it was like we would leave school or whatever and there would be like no way to get a hold of us unless you called us on the landline so it was like like maybe for you you would have started getting like internet at home but you you for sure didn't have like smartphones and stuff when you were like 11 or 12 so you didn't have to deal with like an unending stream of it wherever you went oh yeah i mean when i was 11 or 12 i was barely allowed to use the computer so yeah huh sorry i was just reading the comments (laughs) what did they say super good thing to do during a podcast is just read something and let people look at that's my reading face by the way so now you know why i don't read a book because i'm just like Definitely don't read in public. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. You're, <laughs> you're filling the role of Derek very well. <laughs> no, it's just uh, somebody said they popped in and they're, they watched on Netflix. There's a documentary, Social – Tennille says this. She's a valued listener. She said, did anybody watch Social Dilemma? It discusses all these topics and it's good. Uh, we actually did start watching Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell asleep, but – I think it might be yeah. something I want to re- revisit. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty bad for that because I'm like I'm of the mind where it's like this is my entertainment. I want to be entertained, so I don't want to be depressed. Like I just watched that uh, the lessons that I learned from an octopus or something, or the octopus. my octopus teacher. Yeah, that movie is so good because it's it? just this guy. Yeah, okay, so it's about this guy, and he go he's like. He, at the beginning, he talks about how he's, like, all disenfranchised with, like, being rich or whatever and having this good, like, filmmaker life. So he goes to South Africa to where he grew up as a kid so he could go dive in the ocean again. He's, like, talking about how cold it is and he gets used to it and blah, blah, blah. But then he finds, like, an, he sees an octopus one day and then he goes diving every day to go see this octopus and then he like they find they like start to get like a connection like at uh, one time the octopus like comes up on his chest and like tickles him and stuff and you're like i hope this doesn't go anywhere gross but uh I remember, like but, it's written like g 
Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Like, when you're a person who's seen shit on the internet and you see a guy like playing with an octopus, you're like, don't go where this would go. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, there's like a shark that comes, like a little pajama shark. They're called pajama sharks because they have stripes. It's cute. Yeah, I know. They're they're not cute. They fucking try to fuck with the octopus. So they're the bad guys in this one. But uh, yeah, no, it was good. That's what I watched. Um, and I told you all about my octopus teacher for no reason. But you should watch it. It's really maybe cool. there was a reason because you wanted to switch into other sea creatures like orcas ramming boats oh, yeah. <laughs> in Spain and Italy. So yeah, um, basically, I love and hate orcas because orcas <laughs> are awesome. But they're basically, I guess the equivalent would be they're the bears of the sea because they fucking kill everything. Like people think that uh, sharks are like an apex predator, like they don't have predators, but orcas will eat sharks and there's nothing that eats orcas pretty much. And the reason I hate orcas is because a pot of them will team up and fucking kill whales. So it's like you see a humpback whale and it's pretty much a humpback or a blue whale in the ocean is like the greatest thing ever because there's like, they don't eat anything big. They eat like krill, which is smaller than shrimp. So they're like this big majestic creature that harms nothing bigger than like a thing like your fingernail. And then this fucking pod of like orcas will just come up and start eating it alive. And you're like these fucking assholes, but, and they are like, dolphins and they play with their prey like cats like you'll see like videos of them like they'll grab a seal and then they'll flip it 20 meters in the air 20 feet or whatever and then they'll toss it around then they'll let it swim away like kind of like what a cat does so i guess when i said bear i should have said like well okay they're like if there was a bear mixed with a wolf mixed with a cougar and you took all the bad parts of those and put it in the ocean because they pack hunt they I said bears because bears are like apex predators and they're like cougars because they play with their food and stuff, but they're like wolves because they pack on. I think I already said that. So these fucking things have been ramming boats in Italy and Spain, which is kind of good because you can see like, they're like, yo, we're fucking pissed off with humans being in our shit. So we're going to ram them. But at the same time, you're like, you you're just going to hurt yourself, guys. Like, orcas can't fuck with boats. Boats are made out of metal. You're just going to get a headache. Yeah, I I saw that they ate, like, a rubber rudder from a boat. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, they, like, they were biting, um, the like, on a sailboat, there's that one big fin that doesn't move that kind of yeah. holds it in the water. They were biting that, and I think they ripped that off. Or And the rudder's the one that steers it, and they were, like, biting that, too. Yeah, the whole so. thing kind of just sounded like a horror movie. I know Um, like that would be scary like they were saying so what me and Kate are talking about was in the news article there's one boat in particular and it had like four or five people on it and it was a sailboat and orcas were ramming into the side of it and then they fucked it up so that they couldn't steer so this boat was just kind of marooned out in the ocean and these orcas were ramming into the hull of it for like hours yeah, but the, so did you see the part where it said that um, the people were like below and like um, underneath the boat and they could hear 
the orcas like talking back and oh, forth yeah. to each other yeah that part too that's the horror <laughs> movie part it's because yeah. like the woman was saying she went she went down to go look at the engine and if you're unfamiliar with boats basically the an engine is so heavy that they put it at the lowest point of the boat so it stops the boat from tipping over so it's like you actually go down below sea level to get at the engine so she was like trying to get the engine running and she could hear them running into the like like it's like right here it's like bang and then <laughs> they were like talking to each other and the way orcas talk to each other is they like do whistles and chirps mm-hmm. and she said it was like super loud like whistles and stuff so like it'd be like the equivalent of being in like a fucking tent and hearing wolves howling at each other yeah oh my god i can't that'd be scary what do you I think? mean i'd still if ever... i didn't sorry go ahead i was just gonna ask if you ever been to sea world uh no i went to the aquarium when they still had killer whales back in the 90s though okay and i'm gonna just sound like a dickhead but i loved seeing a killer whale that close it was awesome but it is mean to keep them in tanks so i'm okay with it i was just gonna say like if i if if i could go in this boat and know that i would eventually get rescued and survive i would so do it because i'd be like on one hand it's so fucking scary but on the other hand like imagine being one of the few people to hear fucking killer whales talking to each other and coordinating group attacks and stuff (laughs) that sounds terrifying but yeah i mean if i knew i was gonna be okay oh and one good thing like Unlike if you were attacked by like bears or wolves, you could never escape that because, but like if you're attacked by like killer whales and you're like having nightmares of this, you're like, oh, I'm so scared of them now. You just go on dry land and you'll never have to worry about getting attacked by a killer whale. <laughs> you never have to be <laughs> triggered by one again. Yeah, exactly. Down wild. Whereas if you get like stalked by a bear or a pack of wolves, you'll never be able to get unscared of that, I guess, unless you go to the ocean and live on a boat. Where I think you'll I'd get. always be scared of killer whales if I experience something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be going on whale watching Like, imagine tours. if you were, like, <laughs> imagine if you were, like, out in public and you heard somebody whistle. <laughs> yeah, just, like, triggers your, like, killer, your orca P- PTSD, <laughs> yeah. or what would that be? It would be, like, P- P-O-S-D, post-orca stress disorder. Yeah. Or would it be P-O-T-S-D or P-T-O-S-D? Post-orca traumatic, post-traumatic orca stress disorder. Yeah, P-T-O-S-D. That'd be a good name for a band. Except for it would be mocking this one girl's horrific night out (sighs) in the ocean. And the worst part was... (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing because I'm a bad person, but the worst part was... so. They're getting attacked by these orcas. They're in this boat. And she calls, like, for help. And they're like, what? Are you sure you're getting attacked by orcas? That doesn't sound like real life. And then they basically, like, mansplained. <laughs> she was getting... They just didn't believe her. Yeah, no, that, that can't happen. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the prank call. Yeah, thanks for entertainment ma'am. tonight. I don't know if you know about orcas, but they don't attack boats. And then she'd be like, uh, yeah, they fucking do. They're doing it right now. I would have been like, I had no idea that orcas were in Spain anyways, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'd be by all the water that's touched by oceans. And (laughs) I think the way it works is they kind of go back and some of them go back and forth 
from north to south like they go north in the summer south in the winter type of deal like they switch hemispheres to go where the water's warm and the feed and to feed and stuff and then the big depressing part of this was this happened in a shipping lane. So you're like, oh, these orcas are just going to get fucked with all the time now because there's going to be these giant boats going through. And then if they try to ram big boats, they're just going to hurt themselves. Well, they said that one of the reasons that they may be, have been upset is because they were in a major shipping lane. Major shipping lane. Whale, there's like a lot of whale watching tourism there and also like commercial fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, cause on one hand you're like, oh, those whales. But on the other hand, you're like, if you're this smart that you could pack hunt, maybe get out of the shipping lane. <laughs> but maybe, maybe if they're there's... just like that smart. They're like, the shipping lane is ours, bitch. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine if they won somehow? Like they evolved <laughs> and somehow got like, cause they say dolphins are supposed to be as intelligent as like toddlers or whatever, like lower primates. So killer whales are kind of a different type of dolphin cause they're all porpoises. So if they somehow figure shit out and starting attacking us, that would be nuts. Yeah. We should be very afraid. Did you know that they fucking, in some areas, they think that chimpanzees are starting the Stone Age or the chimpanzee equivalent? Like they're starting to use stone tools? No, I didn't like, know that. You thought orcas attacking your boat was the scariest thing? Imagine fucking a group of chimpanzees attacking you with rocks. Yeah, that sounds scary. They've moved on from their poop to rocks. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, but. Isn't there like, they're like we figured out how, like monkeys taking over? <laughs> yeah, they figured out. How, they're like, we know how to throw poop, but it doesn't do anything. If only it was really hard. We know like the basic arm motion. Uh-huh. <laughs> what can we do next? And the best part is they probably, one guy probably threw a rock and he was like, of course, we should have been throwing rocks this whole time and not poop. <laughs> yeah like you said like a, that the planet is a of the genius. apes yeah could you imagine if planet of the apes happened like we're all worried about like this coronavirus pandemic and the economic like fucking undertaking of the states or china trying to break up the states by making them mistrust democracy imagine it just from fucking left field chimpanzees with rocks come in and just like take everything over well, there's still three months left of this year, so. That's true. How about fucking chimpanzees riding on the back of orcas? That's the <laughs> scariest thing I can imagine. Yeah. Well, at least, like, you know, they think that, like, there's uh, probably some, like, some sort of chimpanzee bonobo uh, population control, so. What's, would that be? The orcas? <laughs> no. Just, like, that they can't take over because, like, someone's probably, like, regulating, like, their, their oh. population. Yeah, but what if they aren't because of COVID? Like, my worry is, like, up here I'm worried about bears because it's, like, bears have been kind of, like, kept at bay because everybody was, like, yo, we know bears are bad. If they eat garbage too many times, we pick them up and we take them somewhere else or we kill them. But now with COVID, there's not as many people, like, out in the wilderness. So, like, there's not as many people, say, at, like, campgrounds or, like, 
wilderness um, destinations and stuff. So there could be like a boom in the bear population and we wouldn't know it till they basically came and broke down our doors. Yeah. Like who's checking on the bears, Kate? Nobody's checking on the bears, Dale. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we won't even have to worry about chimpanzees because the bears will get us first. I did see something today that was like, first, I think it was like, first thing that's going to take over will be Mother Nature. So. That's uh, depressingly poetic. And, cl- and then climate. <laughs> Or maybe it was climate and then Mother Nature because, like, I don't know if you saw with the wildfires, too. Like, all the animals are, like, going into the towns. Oh, yeah. And it's like the people are getting evacuated. So all the bears – well, California smartly murdered all their grizzly bears in, like, the late 1800s. So they they saw the future and they knew that this was coming. So they got rid of them all because they killed too many people. So at least California, we won't have to deal with bears. But, like, in Washington – And Oregon, they still have all their bears, so we're going to have to deal with that. And they haven't been allowing people to hunt grizzly bears for the last two or three years. Hmm. So, I mean, they are. Let's talk more about how animals are just going to kill us. I mean, on one hand, it would be kind of comforting because we won't kill ourselves and the animals will do it for us. And it'll almost be like an organic fall of man like (laughs) it won't be like the russians and the americans start a nuclear war it'll be like all the animals just rise up at the same time and then we die holistically there was a tv show called zoo about that where the animals all kind of rose up and killed people i didn't watch all of it though but it's a cool idea and it's definitely terrifying there was another movie i saw where it's like maybe it was like the mark Wahlberg one with like the talking trees or something but oh uh the happening yeah where like all the animals start moving first because like allegedly like animals can sense that something bad is happening like um climate wise or like earth wise before we can yeah and he's like doesn't anybody care about the bees it's like (laughs) that's where we are right now like right when he was talking about the bees being a problem that's where we are so are all the plants going to release toxins that make us kill each other. Something's like, that's happen. Kate, that's even scarier than bears. Thanks. Now I'm going to go walk in a field and then I'm going to kill myself because <laughs> the plants told me to do it. I did like that movie though. I'm going to say uh, another podcast tradition on Outrage Factory is Dale talks about movies that everybody else hates that he loved. And The Happening was a movie that I loved that a lot of people hated. Whatever happened to M. Night Shyamalan? Um, he, got, he did uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and then so mm. many people hated it so much <laughs> that he kind of went away. But he's still making movies. Like, he just made um, The Glass movie okay. with Bruce Willis, and it was like... Um, Wait, wasn't that combined with, like, that other movie? With the Yeah, the one... James Malfoy, is that the guy? Yeah, he did that movie that was like a horror. That was also an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And then they combined that with the characters from the movie Unbreakable. So all three of those were in the movie. That was that. I think that's his latest one. He also did the um, that Earth movie, like the a dystopian future movie with Will Smith and Jaden Smith. I can't remember. I think it was called After Earth. I don't think I saw that one. 
It's a pretty good movie. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so it's got a nice twist. I mean, if you like twists, you got to watch M. Night Shyamalan. I do, but I didn't like that. Never see him coming. I didn't like that movie with James McAvoy. The one where he was a serial killer and he kept... Or is like multiple personalities. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I have this thing where it's like, I used to have this thing where it's like, I give all movies a chance, but now I'm like, I've seen enough movies. I don't have to watch movies that I don't think will look good. Like that movie, I was like, I don't want to watch him terrorize girls in his basement. That doesn't seem entertaining. So I didn't watch it. Yeah. I mean, supposedly he does a really good job of acting like different psychopaths, but... Big deal. I need I need my monsters to be fucking bears and orcas. I don't like dealing <laughs> with crazy people. <laughs> I'm only terrified if a chimpanzee is riding an orca and simultaneously um, back on uh, the land, the trees are releasing some sort of toxin. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, what if these... Okay, that's ridiculous because for one... <laughs> Orcas can't go on land, so these chimpanzees. No, I'm saying like simultaneously, the chimps oh. are like out there riding the orcas, and then back on land, this other shit's happening too. Oh shit! And that's how the chimpanzees escape, killing themselves because they're close enough to humans that it might affect them. So they all go get. What if? Oh my god! What if Atlantis is just chimpanzees who ride orcas? Maybe it is. <laughs> Could you imagine if or Atlantis like Bermuda Triangle rises up out of the sea and it's just <laughs> monkeys? <laughs> that that sounds like terrifying. a plot from Planet of the Apes. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. Uh, I think we've actually covered everything. Holy crap! Usually, we don't get through everything we're going to talk about. So. Well, we have been talking for an hour and a half, but... Yeah, this is also uh, probably the longest podcast we've had, I think. I think I talked to... I talked to Dave Breckenridge for like an hour and 40, I think. Too much tangent factory. Oh, that's my favorite part. Like, I mean, you could talk about news and stuff, but me making up scenarios where Atlantis rises from the sea is probably the best content. Making sure you know how periods work. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I basically know how periods work. I mean, yeah. I was probably just enough. I was probably just as close on periods as, as I was on milkshake ducking, so <laughs> I mean, 75% if I got that on a high school test, I was more than happy with that. So I guess I passed. Yeah. 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 Good job. Yeah. I'm going to go brag to my girlfriend that I know what periods are. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be super impressed and proud of me. <laughs> Gold star. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you else you want to talk about? Nope. Um, if anyone out there is interested in listening to me and my best friend talk about sobriety, find us on the After Party Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, or on Instagram at the TheSoberCates. Mm-hmm. Do you have a website? No. That was like one of the 2020 goals, but we'll see. It's super easy. We had to actually, we got, we finally got a website for Outrage Factory because somebody who bought OutrageFactory.com had it for like two years and never used it. And then as soon as it went back, we just like, we bought OutrageFactory.com and then it just forwards to the uh, podcast host. Oh. So like it just, it just redirects you to like OutrageFactPod at Transistor or whatever. I did see this new thing. I think it's called Milkshake. It's like a elevated version of Linktree. 
where yeah. like uh, you wait right? what's linktree it's like it's when you like go on your instagram and you post like link in bio but you need to post like multiple links within a link but it's like oh a yeah short link um oh so if like i w- i did that it would be like my website my instagram my facebook and my twitter yep or yeah like or any podcast that we've been on or um, blog posts that I've written or just like random stuff like that. Um, it's all in there. Uh, but there's this new thing that I want to check out called Milkshake where you can actually make like a, it's like a mini website where it just like looks a lot better. Okay. That's cool. I'll uh, have to check that out. Yeah. Maybe drive up some traffic. Um, yeah. Like if you want to find us, you can find us on outragefactory.com. You can find us on Twitter at outragefactpod. Are you on Twitter? Yep. Crandall K, I think is my user. My, um, oh, yeah. I, I posted that. I meant like, is your podcast on Twitter? <laughs> oh, nope. It's <laughs> just like my pin. It's my pin tweet. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, my other yeah. half is like not really into social media. So it's probably for the best. Yeah. She's I mean, better for it. I don't know. I'm kind of like, ha- I'm always like, should I be on social media? Should I not be on social media? I mean, I do find a lot of good memes, and I do find a lot of good sci-fi. But Reddit stuff. isn't really like social media. No, it's not. You can't, if you go into the Reddit comments and stuff, it gets kind of social media-y. But it's kind of like, um, it's at that point where social media was about like eight years ago. Like where Twitter was eight years ago before everybody was using it. And it was still kind of like just people who are going there for something to do and not basically unload all their negativity and diseased ego from their lives. So Reddit's still kind of like that. It's kind of on the, bur- on the, here you go. It's kind of on the cusp though. I do I, like face. I think it yeah. depends on what um, sites are. What are they called in Reddit? Subreddits. subreddits oh, yeah. zero. If you're in bad subreddits, then that's your own fault. That's the nice <laughs> thing about Reddit too, is like you only see, what you exactly want it's not like where in facebook or twitter where those suggested just come out of nowhere yeah and like yeah i really i that's what i scroll to before i go to bed yeah. every night is reddit oh me too man i just found this subreddit called made me smile and like <laughs> last night i was crying because it just had all this like super happy stuff like this marine comes home to surprise his dad on his birthday and then oh. you're crying oh my god those videos like, of the oh. marines coming home they make me cry so yeah. much and then there's like like a little animal saving a big animal or vice versa and you're like oh my god the animals are friends they should be friends and it just like gets this puppy and this ostrich are best friends and they're oh my god i saw this one where there's this goose and there's this like baby there's like a puppy and it was gonna freeze to death so like a goose just like a regular shitty goose you see at the park like put its wings over the puppy and kept it alive overnight when it got cold Ooh. Oh, it gets dusty in here when i just think about it i hear you yeah yeah so hey there's let's throw back when we're talking about all these like super famous people leaving instagram because they wanted to like get rid of the monetization of the bad stuff Go to Reddit and look up happy stuff until you cry, but there'll be tears of happiness. Also, the dodo. Change your life. If you follow oh, the oh my dodo, god, yeah. Oh my god. There's there's sometimes the videos are too long. They're like, hey, I rescued this dog, and it's like five minutes of them feeding a stray, and it's kind of depressing, but it ends happy. But they have a lot of like really good, like uplifting videos. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So go look at happy social media instead of the bad social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? I guess you plugged everything. I plugged everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Back okay. to the period talk. <laughs> <laughs> kind of personal, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm good. Um, thanks for letting me uh, infiltrate the outrage factory. Yeah, letting you on the podcast because it, it was <laughs> – thanks for actually hosting. You did really good, I guess, because you're a seasoned podcast veteran. Like everybody can see, you should go listen to her podcast with her big Kate, little Kate. Yep. Maybe in the future you can find an in-between Kate, like a baby bear Kate. There oh, have that'd been be some hilarious. medium. There's like medium Kates. They come and go, though. Oh my god! So do you call like if you go like Big Kate, Little Kate, and Baby Bear Kate? Yeah, maybe. From, well, like, the three bears. So Kate, or like some variation of it, was the most popular name I think in 1987. Mm-hmm. So, oh, then, yeah. One time I was at a one time we were at a party. There was seven Kates and like just one other Lindsay, and like that was it. Jesus. I, uh, whenever I meet someone with my name, it's someone's like, oh, hey, I have an Uncle Dale. He lives in Saskatchewan. And you're like, yeah, it was a pretty popular name about like 1962 in <laughs> Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess until next time, stay angry. Bye.